Putin isn't the only monster in the Ukraine. A six-part series from the podcast channel This Is South Africa. And I am Mike Hampton. Episode 1. The Danger of Propaganda. It's the 23rd of March 2022, the 28th day of the Russian-Ukrainian War. I'm going to try and make you as uncomfortable as I feel, talk about Nazis, NATO, fake democracy, the awful semantics of warmongers, South Africa's abstention vote at the United Nations, and people such as John Mearsheimer, the current hero of sanity for societal outcasts like me, and hopefully you. My position will be perceived controversial by some because we live in a world wherein facts don't matter. Nevertheless, I'm 100% aiming at the long-term safety of Ukraine. I'm exhausted from watching the war from the safety of my laptop over 15,000 kilometers away, and more so after digging through the propaganda. I no longer feel only South African. Now there's a bit of Russian in me, and even more Ukrainian. But that's only sympathy. No matter that I'm a man of imagination, empathy requires first-hand experience. Unfortunately, that doesn't mitigate my horror. I don't want to strangle the shouting within me into a short opinion for the sake of social media, which too often manages to appear as egotistical attention-seeking instead of protest. So I'm making this long-form essay, which I'm doubling into a podcast. Maybe my self-education will assist another towards theirs. My gut reaction is anti-war, but as I reach my half-century, my head struggles to float in these clouds of idealism. I well know that the initial challenge to understanding important issues is that the bigger the situation, the bigger the bullshit we fed. I seethe with frustration that the war has devolved into a biased narrative, so eagerly delivered by the mainstream media. Is Putin the muscular devil, Biden the grandfather of democracy, and Zelensky the angel of Ukraine? Should we erase the inconvenience of history and sacrifice the future to live in the moment of tears and fears being broadcast at us by the same people who covered Syria and Vietnam? How quickly the world has forgotten Iraq, even though Iraqis never can. This is another disinformation war, meant to fool us whilst fulfilling the passion for ratings, power and money, commercial and geopolitical. War should never be a movie made for TV. And Ukrainian lives should not be traded. Ukraine is an ambiguous complexity. Unraveling her especially requires understanding the role of the countries who've made her their tug-of-war toy. On the side of the toy's packaging, there's the standard warning, dangerous if swallowed. Unsurprisingly, the stamp says, made in the USA. And it's obvious that Russia swallowed. I hardly address Russia's propaganda because that's easy to see through. The converse is that even when Putin tells the truth, none but Russians believe him. Even then, not all of them, but enough so that Russia is on his side. Justifiably, a Ukrainian facing a bullet only needs to focus on the finger on the gun. I'm not diminishing their bravery, which I'm in awe of. But to ensure peace, those outside must seek truthful context and share it. The soldier holding the gun is part of an army which is part of a country which has disputes with other countries in a world ruled by greed for power. Ukraine has been served as an appetizer to that gluttony. It's obvious that Putin is worried because, for the first time in two decades, 
his neutral, sometimes charming composure has slipped. And then there was that March 5 speech that he strangely made to sexy aeroflot stewardesses. I expect that he followed advice that he would seem more friendly, even brotherly, but only a presidential porn movie would have fleetingly distracted us away from the war. That one of the smartest autocrats this world has known made a mistake suggests that, well, there's desperation in his eyes. That could be a game escalator. Despite that, he's been underestimated, trolled as insane by tabloids such as CNN. That is a mistake. The non-binding UN General Assembly vote on the 2nd of March 2022 was a publicity stunt, intended to induce countless headlines from biased media pretending moral revelation is useful. South Africa's abstention has been treated as immoral and the equivalent of approving the war. It's been repeated with such vagary that it's possible that the lesser tentative would think that it was about a real vote for action. But the real vote happened the week before, with the UN Security Council on the 25th of February, and was as pathetic because Russia vetoed it. There's no united United Nations when China, France, Russia, the United Kingdom and the United States, together or alone, can veto the world to protect their materialism and lust for influence. If you're wondering why Germany isn't included in those UN superpowers, it's because of the inconvenient fact that they're mostly responsible for the 60 million people that died in World War II. That over half of those were Russian is something that isn't taught enough in the West. American movies generally exclude the war suffering of others in favor of American nationalism. All countries do, but the USA is overwhelmingly the best at it. Nationalism demands superior suffering, and that all superpowers are super-sufferers, and it's no different for subjugates such as Ukraine, only proportional to the attention they gain or the power they wield. It's healthy for the logical mind to remind that the USA, like Russia, has denied the will of the UN. Two profound examples of bias include, one, the USA being the sole naysayer in the UN Security Council in 2018, then presided over by the Russian Federation, uh, regards Kuwait's submission for international human rights law to be applied to the plight of Palestine, and that necessary measures be undertaken to protect civilians and hold all perpetrators of violations accountable. And two, the USA, with support from Israel, vetoing the lifting of sanctions against Cuba in 2021. They defied the 194 members of the UN General Assembly that had humanely voted in favour. The UN has condemned the embargo 29 times, declaring it in violation of the Charter of the UN and international law. Israel is the only country that has most routinely joined the US in voting against the resolution. I also mention World War II because Nazism will become an issue in my pursuit of understanding Ukraine. There's a lot to it. But maybe racism doesn't matter in the fog of war. I will explain that later. Propaganda partly exists to pretend that we, the public, are not useless. And because we don't think we're useless, we choose to believe propaganda. It's a self-contained system of consciousness and subconsciousness choosing death while strengthening death dealers. But only the conscious factor gets to drive a fancy car and live in a mansion before dying. The rest work harder to pay more taxes. 
The first honest action towards escape is to bow to history, which commands us to admit that politicians and those behind them can really be trusted, and that it is unlikely that any country is kind to others without a hidden plan, and that superpowers must be evil to retain their status. We are expected to only condemn Putin as the bad guy whilst forgetting the millions the USA has killed, directly and indirectly, during its 70-year history of invasion, assassination, carpet bombing, rebel funding, geopolitical sanctions and unforgivable economic selfishness that gave us gifts such as the 2008 global recession. I'm not excusing Russia's role in Ukraine. One dead child there is far too many, and I battle to cope with the tears of those losing their homes. But informed choices cannot only be a reaction to scenes of terror delivered by televisions with terror agenda. We must punch for truth and win our opinion. I'm not talking to that quasi-human animal that's scrolling through, ooh, that kitty cat is cute, Kim Kardashian, I love you, bombings in Ukraine, naughty, naughty Putin, let me support Zelensky with three broken hearts, a flower, a kiss, and a like. And, hey, thanks, YouTube, there's another link to a kitty cat. Superpowers may control our world, but morons are the lieutenants encouraging us to step into the gas chamber. Getting the facts straight is important because lying will not help Ukraine in the long term. Lies have played an important role in launching the missiles making victims now. It's possible that no adult is innocent, but it's the lot of the common person everywhere in our world to allow our lives to be blown away by the winds of sociopaths. As I end this introduction, there are only three kinds of people still listening to me. There's the guy who's immediately decided to hate me because I'm challenging the hoorah democracy screenplay he's been fed. And there's the conspiracist who supports everything supporting the USA being the great Satan. And finally, the rare in-betweener who gains as many opinions as possible in their personal quest as a truth seeker. I'm trying to be the latter kind. Um, it is a struggle. The past month found me weeping for Ukrainians whilst so angry at the foreign deceits which got them into this war. I'm both sympathetic to Ukrainians and supporter of uncomfortable truth that fails to flatter them. You can also do both without contradiction. I'm Mike Hampton. This is the end of episode one of the series Putin Isn't the Only Monster in Ukraine on the This is South African podcast channel. The transcript is available and includes links to sources referenced. The inner journey began after my country's abstention vote at the United Nations, with me needing to answer, does South Africa love Russia more than Ukraine? In episode two, I'll discuss the merits of South Africa's contradictory reaction to the war, Russia's thanks for our abstention, Germany's clever outrage, and President Cyril Ramaphosa's response. I hope you stay with me as I dig deeper into the abyss.